Welcome back to a special episode of Nighttime Tea Time, boys. In tonight's episode, we talk about everything to do with sleep, including those nice long nights where everything is chill and the world stops, and those spooky demons that come in the middle of the night. So grab yourself a cup of decaf tea, sit back, and relax. It's tea time, boys. It's like nine o'clock at night, and I don't got no decaf, no chamomile. That's your, you see, that's your problem. That's your problem. You need tisanes and decafs and herbals in your life, and you just don't want to jump into that wonderful ocean. Well, I, there's some herbals that have caffeine, like green tea naturally has caffeine. You can get like, I think ma- yeah, but a lot, of, a lot of them don't. Yeah, a lot of them don't. I don't really count like green tea technically is herbal, but it's not like. I don't really count that. That's not the one I'm talking about. Naturally, most a lot of herbals don't. What's herbal then? I don't. Sorry. What counts as herbal? Well, I think herbal is probably more. Now that I think about it, it's probably very grossing. Has probably a lot of different sort of plants and other that comprise it, but not every plant has caffeine in the part which you use to make tea. In the leaves or stem or yeah i mean like well you can technically you can make a tea out of like anything but just have most traditionally it's just a plant yeah. but uh, not not every single plant that you take for example is like that like chamomile is from um i don't even think it's from the leaves i think they take maybe dried out seeds from it or something oh is it and uh they and that's non caffeinated and i think even if you take the leaves out of the chamomile plant it probably wouldn't uh be caffeinated either so i guess maybe herbal is the lar- is a larger net but mm. i guess the more appropriate term is tisane tisans or tisanes i don't know how to say it in english i know it's in italian they say tisana or probably in spanish tisana and things like that but um though like tisanes are the ones that you'd have at night because they're they're um non-caffeinated and yeah. decaf when you say decaf i just think it's the same as a black tea they just took the caffeine out yeah no i just mean like no calf i just mean like i don't want to stay up till like like the other night i i couldn't fall i was like you know when you stay up too late and then you are just like overtired like your body just kind of gives it yourself like a second wind so you kind of have a little bit of adrenaline so you can't fall asleep right away yeah, it's like whatever happens when I play video games before I go to bed, and after that I try to read something and then have time without any sort of activity. Yeah. Aside from just preparing to go to bed, and I'm I'm usually fine. But that's been said that you know with people that just watch a screen, or like right before they go to bed, yeah, or they that it's not good for you. That generally they suggest for you to read, but unless you're like super into the book you're reading, like if it's just something that you pass the time with then that should should help you out i remember like back in high school a guy said um read the math textbook it puts me right to sleep (laughs) i'm the opposite man i actually in in a weird weird way reading engages my me way more because i'm thinking of the you know obviously i'm imagining what's going on i usually read fiction so you know you're imagining the characters and the setting and plot and all that stuff and you know you're you have to be engaged to keep it going while something like tv on the other hand is like i can literally just turn off my brain and then just let it go and then i usually pass out it's it's really weird and like it's kind of same thing it, i mean kind of the same thing with video games that we were if it's like a really intensive video game that you actually have to like you know like a racing game or something where you actually have to put effort into it or something but if it's you know, a, a regular old single player just kind of walking around simulator. And then, like, I don't I think my brain is just wired where when it comes to reading, I'm just way more engaged and I tend to stay up longer. It, like, has the exact reverse effect on me. Is it? I thought it would be more because, like, when they say that, I always thought of it as when you're watching, like, a TV show, you see a lot of, like, very rapid imagery as well and 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 change of scenes so that when you try to fall asleep it's like sort of these images and these subliminal thoughts about all the information you processed is um is there very quickly so i mean if you're a speed reader i maybe that wouldn't 
it would make a lot of sense that you'd be stayed up engaged with it but um yeah no i understand i definitely understand your point i just thought it was more like the like an imagery thing as well as a focus thing oh yeah I so like since you're super focused on like the book and not as much on let's say a game whose play you've really come become accustomed to where it's almost second nature that you don't really have to do a lot of work to get to the next step then that makes a lot of sense too but if yeah. you're playing like if you're playing a game where you see a lot of like image that you see like a lot of imagery there that's too even in the background i'm assuming like that would sort of maybe creep into either not helping you sleep or it would give you some pretty funky funky dreams <laughs> yeah I, yeah i think it i might have i don't know I, when i was really young well not really young but when i was because you know I, when i first moved um halfway across canada uh i had a lot of trouble sleeping at night um I have this because there's this whole because you know I didn't have a phone, and when you're a kid, uh, you just rely so much on, you know, your parents for activity planning or stuff. You know, sometimes you can plan stuff with your friends, but when you're like, like I was around like nine or ten, you know, like yeah, you can like uh, call your friends or something like that, but you know, even then, it's like, and back in my day, but you know, you call the house phone and then it's like a fifty-fifty chance whether or not they're actually there. You know, or they're doing something that day. So it's like, um, your parents plan so much so that when you have time and you know, you're around them all the time. So when you have time by yourself, quote unquote, um, it's kind of a little bit more difficult to plan in. So when I was young, I had some tough times with insomnia where I just couldn't sleep for long periods of time. Um, and I didn't know like at first like the first couple nights i remember I had no idea what to do and i remember i was really scared of like just because i would just sit there for hours and that like really scared me as a kid because i just didn't like sitting there not having anything to do i don't know how to describe it, it wasn't like i don't know if it was the boredom it was just like you're just stuck it's like being on an airplane and you just and like you're feeling fidgety and then that just goes on for like eight hours you know it's, you're just kind of like oh yeah you have a lot of energy that you can't or like you want to do something but it's just getting to you because you're tired and you yeah. just can't get the thing done when once it's going when, once you're trying to do it yeah. it's like if you're at a job and you have this one task before you need to leave and you have to get it done or you really want to get it done and you can't really seem to find a solution and you have no idea when the when if you're going to be able to do it mm -hmm. so you're kind of you're stuck in that situation yeah, you just uh, without plans yeah I, and, and that's the thing and, and when when i was younger too it was like you know now as an adult if i had insomnia stuff a i have my phone b you know sound doesn't matter as much because i can just kind of do my own thing but when you're younger it's like you know that younger age you don't want to leave your door like you're not really like you're encouraged by your parents to just stay in bed. If you're kind of sleeping, you know, just stay in bed, just chill in your room, right? But if you have insomnia, then you're just like kind of stuck, you know? And you don't really want to leave your room because, you know, you don't want to, you know, upset the parents or, you know, any of that stuff. Um, but eventually I, I got out of my room and I went down to my basement, you know, where all the games and stuff are on. And I remember I just put on... Um, we we were watching Scrubs at the time, and we had this season three disc uh, of Scrub episodes on DVD. And I remember just um, putting that on and falling asleep to it. Mm. Uh, and then in in a really weird way, like like it was really hard. So I mean, it hit. I don't even know how long because time is so weird as a kid. But it hit for a long time, and then it just stopped. And now as an adult. In a weird way, I do not have trouble sleeping at all. Um, like, I had that one kind of night where, like, like I just said, where, you know, I was overtired, but then I fell asleep within 20 minutes. Usually, most of the time, I, I, I swear to God, I would sit down in bed, and if I turn off the lights, say I just don't look at my phone, I just immediately just, boom, turn off the lights, close my eyes, I could probably fall asleep within, like, five minutes or so. That's actually a really good it's attribute crazy. to have in a lot of places. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, for me, it's like I have a really large, like a long bedtime routine. Mm -hmm. So maybe that helps or doesn't. It just it screws with my planning because I, like, I have to add like 
decent amount of time before I go to bed, you know, just, anyway, and that's just the, the self-maintenance part of it, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like, just, like, I do three, I have to, like, take care of, like, my, like, skin on my face because of my acne, mm-hmm. um, or I just continue the treatments of that, like, indefinitely in order to make sure that, you know, large breakouts uh, don't happen or, or painful, um, uh, I got pimples is the overarching term. Yeah. Uh, you, uh, those 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 would happen, um, and like and that's and you have to really do that because what a lot of people don't really understand is that acne is a, I say disease, but it's a particular mutation of your cells that's just really common with a lot of people. So anytime somebody has a breakout, they're like, oh my acne. Like no, it's not. Like you, acne medication targets. Um, deals with the amount of oil produced um, in your cells because and everybody produces oil mm-hmm. but when you have acne your cells sort of become more uh, adhesive to each other and that adhesion in your pores causes these breakouts and in order for you, and, and an easy way to have that not happen is not have the oil there in the first place because otherwise you can't like mutate your skin back yeah a lot of the time it's like genetics so i guess since since we have like seven billion people on the planet now and getting closer and closer to eight more people would have this mutation and probably environmental factors this that whatever uh, it's become such a common thing but anyways i mean that was a little bit of a sidetrack and a little bit of a no i i get it dude it's like when it's like when somebody's like a hair falls out of their head and they say like oh dude i'm balding it's like no like one pimple isn't acne yeah but the point <laughs> is is that i i is that you know that it's, you're adding another extra amount of time for like wash your face mm. make sure it's cleaned right um put the your your topical medicines on um and do that on top of other things so that's just one part of it and then the other part is just you know the dental which i do a lot of and stuff like that and so you have a whole dental routine well yeah i do a uh, yeah, well, I, I do more than most just because, like, at a certain point when I was younger, I had, like, awful teeth and didn't really care. Mm-hmm. And then as soon as I got my first cavity a little bit, like, after that, I was just, like, I looked in the mirror and I was just, like, I'm, I'm sick of this. I'm not doing this anymore. And so I would, at one point in my life, I'd brush my teeth, like, three, three, four times a day. Oh, damn. So, like, what, once and, at night, yeah. once in the morning, and then, like, after, like, uh, after every lunch. meal? I, I think that's what I did for a bit. I, I went, I'm down back to two now because Same. that's a little bit excessive, and I don't want to. I don't want to get to a point where I'm redu- reducing the gum line just because of like I'm working too hard. Yeah. <laughs> I think, but um, I like I floss and water pick every day. Oh, nice, so. dude. Well, I mean that that's the thing. I feel like stuff like that is it's all down to habit, you know. And and people don't, yeah, you know, people don't like flossing because it's not as integral and part of growing up as brushing your teeth and then and when you do start flossing yeah, it like be. hurts right it's just like ah and then it bleeds and it's like this whole fucking thing yeah, because you haven't flossed in forever exactly like that's one of those things it's like when you work out like somebody's gonna work it's the same thing as working out you're working out like if you you're like oh i'm so sore after working out it's like yeah because you didn't work out in four months <laughs> yeah i mean like if you actually knew what you were if you if you took it if if you went and like the difference between you doing nothing and you doing something is a lot bigger than you doing a little bit often to jump into a harder day you know what i mean like you're not you're not like the difference is so big that you're killing that you're that naturally it's gonna hurt and if you work so hard yeah you can get a muscle bleed but that's if you uh that's like with that's like if you do nothing and then do a lot with flossing it's like just do the same thing every day and then i just try to mimic every time i go back to the to the den, to the dentist's office about how the hygienist does it and they just go like they'll just do like pop 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 in between like sets in between teeth and you could be done it efficiently and not too long mm-hmm. uh but every you know like my teeth aren't perfect like i've had soreness in my mouth for a little bit for the last couple weeks but i think i might track that down to me biting my retainer at night and i don't know like other things sometimes you like get sores just for no reason you're like oh why did my teeth hurt yeah well you know i I, life dude i I went to that dentist because i had a click in my jaw one day and she's like yeah you have clicking it'll click for a while and then it'll probably just disappear and i was like really nervous because i just 
have this whole thing in my head that clicking would lead to like dislocating my jaw because it always happened when I like move my jaw a little bit. And yeah. so I was like, I had this whole thing and I was like freaking out. And then my jaw just stopped clicking after a little while, like exactly what she yeah. said. And, and my mouth is perfectly fine. It's It's just like sometimes, you know, yeah, it's like really, really good to like follow that stuff, but also, you know, in a weird way, some dentist stuff just pops up and goes same thing with like health things you know obviously this is not a thing for people out there too you know if something happens just to let it ride <laughs> that's not what i'm saying it's more like there are some things that just kind of happen in the body and you'll find that some doctors will go like oh yeah well is it like impairing you does it hurt and it's like no it's like okay well it's not really in a bad spot so you know like just live with it just live with it and then if it starts to get you know fucked up or something like that then you know, then, then yeah, come back um, to us. I am a massive proponent of if something's really messing with you, or if something starts to mess with you that's bothering you, like just get it checked sooner rather than later because you never know where it could lead to. Oh, yeah. Um, but yeah, anyways, that's going back to the original thing that we were saying about, you know, being able to fall asleep and, and, and routines like that. These are the sorts of things that kind of uh, might actually like help me fall asleep before because I'm not engaging something that's very involving or involved you know what i'm saying like like if you were to read like a hardcore book you know reading war and peace before you go to bed or you know a bro or like some hardcore war some, epic yeah about, you, know, or, you know or like the carthaginian reading about like the uh, the classical telling of the carthaginian wars or sorry the punic wars homer's odyssey uh, my night yeah homer's on yeah don't don't uh yeah, you may want to read about Homer and his donuts rather than Homer's Odyssey, but <laughs> yeah. So, that's, so what do you read? Um, that? Think, do you read what, articles? Articles? No, like I'm not reading. I went, I don't really read before I go to bed too much. Oh, okay. Um, but uh, uh, like it, I don't read like a lot. But it would be, it would be either articles and it, it would be articles, or it'd be like uh, like a scripture or something like that. You know, like. To, uh, it, I mean, well, that material is going to really like calm you down more. If I find that it's, if you end up reading something that's invest more like going to make your you want to investigate it more, it's probably not a good idea. Yeah. So if like I would suggest to anybody, if you're going to read something before you go to bed, just like read like a proverb, unless you're like one of those manic people that has to think about the meaning intently. Mm -hmm. just like read something or like a fact or something just random or like just to, or just read like a page or something usually like what my mom does every night is she reads like she reads a book usually like a mystery novel before she goes to bed and that's just part of her routine but that's probably just to get her reading yeah but what uh i wouldn't like i like when i th if it was between like you watching like 24 before you go to bed or you or you like reading a book before you go to bed there's not many lulls and a high, like octane, you know, cinematic uh, TV show versus you know a book that you read, ah. or just like uh, or just like a daily like anecdote that you can find on, on like a fun app or something. Oh yeah, I mean, there's so many things that that I because I usually if I can't sleep or something like that or like I'm I don't know, say I played a scary game or. Uh, one of a Resident Evil Seven or something. Yeah, like, and I'm like freaked out or something like that. I usually put on like white noise of like a YouTube video, like a like a comfort food YouTube video. You know, like um, oh, I'm trying to think what kind of stuff that is. Uh, like, oh, old... just like a feel good, like a feel good thing, like a wholesome thing. No, not even wholesome. It's just like old. Like I used to watch a lot of YouTube when I was uh, like high school stuff um and there'll be videos of like you know maybe like old videos i found funny like an old gameplay channel video or or you know something from old websites oh, like the ones we used to make yeah like that oh yeah yeah like that kind of thing exactly it's like um but i used to watch a lot of that when i was younger uh i still watch some of it but definitely not to the degree i used to but something about those old videos i think it's just you know, it's like comfort food, you know? You just kind of like, I, I know the beats that are going to happen, um, but I don't know every beat. So it's not like I'm listening to the script that I know, like, you know, backwards and forwards. It's just like, you know, something that I can just zone, really zone out to. 
Um, like a trance music or something? No, not even. Not like, dan- not like dance trance. I'm talking about like very melodic uh, music. Um, that would be the thing I would suggest. Sorry to interrupt, but yeah, no, go for it. Suggest is to uh, use either a very nice melodic light music in the back. Yeah. That you just set to like um, about a minute and just go on the loop until. And you have like a clicker and you go on the loop until it stops because you don't want the thing running all night. Mm-hmm. But, or you set it on like a, 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 pl- a very light playlist to make it go for a certain amount of time. Or what, um, remember when I was like hanging out with uh, some guys working on a project in, in uni? And, um, to, uh, a buddy of mine, he had, um, he had headphones on and he was playing rain sounds. And he like yeah. he gave them to me and they tried it. And I was like, do I like look? Or like, do I look like really sleepy? Like I'm about to pass. So he said, "You look like a lot like calmer and mellow after like listening to those." So I'm thinking like, you know how people like to listen to the rain and the thunder, and that helps them fall asleep. Yeah, I love that. Something like that, like either melodic, uh, some like not really intense fast melody, but you know, some slow melodic calming music or like flute music or whatever it is. A nice, calm, nice, uh, nice sounding instruments with or just like or just nature sounds like the rain like rain sounds or forest sounds i'm not saying go and find like a jaguar you know like uh, <laughs> just gorillas like, running through yeah that's probably it's <laughs> not going to help you out but yeah it, it, use, uh, it's funny because i was just thinking like we're talking about all this like mellow stuff and all this kind of you know like how to get your sleep but i'm gonna flip the conversation and be like is there has there been times um obviously personal stuff aside you know we don't have to talk, go super in depth personal stuff but if, has there been something like scary or like freaked out or like a from a nightmare or something that's hit you so that you can't sleep um, oh I, that's not really i think that just reminds you of like times when i sleep like sleepwalking but it's not like wait you sleepwalk maybe i do i only i don't really do it no, but it was just like maybe one or two times. Oh, and then one time was when I came back from a trip. Um, and it was like when I spent that month in in Rome, mm-hmm. and got back normal. Um, for some reason I had this like I was asleep. I had these dreams where I ended up sleepwalking, and I remembered the next morning, even after my parents told me. What I said, I for some reason I had the thought to give somebody notes. Give somebody what notes? Notes, yeah. You had to give somebody notes. Oh. And what's weird was like I was in a class of like five people. I think there was five on the entire trip, but they divided it into two different courses. And my the course I decided to take had like five people in the class. Yeah. So it wasn't like any. I was giving anybody notes anyways. Um, and I wouldn't have really given uh notes to. Actually, no, I probably would have if they really like asked me for it, but like I wouldn't have in the sense of me doing somebody else's work. Yeah. But, um, yeah, for some I don't know why, but it, it was like I felt like I had to like go downstairs and get notes from like a book bag or something like that. Something, something of that nature. Oh. And then I think I remember my, after the fact, my dad asking me, like, you're back, the course is done. Or what do you, you know, I think what I was doing, and I said I was like getting notes, he said, Michael, you're back home. Like, you're, the course is over. I'm like, oh, yeah, right, okay. So uh, I just went back to bed. So <laughs> anything that I can, I, I can recall. Wow. I this, there was this other time where I may have been just faking it just to get attention, <laughs> where I was, like, pretending like a cat was going to kill me, like a jaguar or something like that. It's because maybe, you know, you see all these TV shows where these kids, like, have these friggin' nightmares. And, well, how old are you? Yeah, you know, I had that, I don't know, like, nine, eight, well. seven, something like that. <laughs> Um, you know, like, without not having a lot of actual life experience about what things actually scare you, yeah, I got a lot of it from Quicks- TV. Quicksand. Yeah, you know, it's like, so I guess I tried to be wanting to have that experience subliminally or consciously, and that happened, but I don't really count that because I was just me being an idiot kid. <laughs> yeah. The other one was actually legit me, like, I was like 16 years old, and just- uh, for some reason I like slept, walked. Oh wow! Slept, walked, sleep walked, sleep walked, sleep walked. Yeah, wow, that's pretty. I've uh, I've never actually slept walked before. Sleep walked. Um, 
I've always, I think I've. You just don't sleep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just stay up. No, I have the the one the one really creepy thing I have. I still fucking remember this. Terrifying. Um, so for context behind this, um, uh, my sibling, uh, reached out and wanted me to try this game. It's called Lisa the Painful. Um, and it's, it's this indie game and the whole concept behind this indie game is, uh, what if all the women in the world just died out? Just, there's some sort of disease where the women died out. Um... Yeah, it's and called the end of humanity in five years. Exactly. So, you know, women just die out. And then it's like, I think it's like 10 or 15 years later. And like, you know, there's guy, there's, you know, people who were born during the wipeout, and that's, that's it. Right. So, uh, society has devolved a lot and it gets pretty dark. Like it doesn't hold back on what it means to have no women in the world. Uh, it has a pretty cynical view on that stuff anyway. So, the whole plot goes around this guy who discovers a baby, and guess what it turns out? It turns out to be a baby girl, um, which is, you know, in a lot of ways good, but also absolutely terrible to, to be born into this kind of world as a baby girl. Um, so the whole game is around that, and now the game is all 2D pixel focused. So it doesn't really have anything scary, anything freaky about it is very, um, like, visually, it's not terrifying. It's more like the atmosphere and the storytelling make it terrifying, you know? Um, you know, you're not going to look at the screen and, like, freak out, like, oh my god, that monster's going to kill me. It's more like you can really feel the emotions, like, even just talking about what happened in that story, you know, um just like reliving it in that regard it's like i'm sure there are some people who haven't heard of the game who just heard of it and it's like like your mind already goes to bad places like it's a setup for a really good concept but one that's kind of really fucked up it's like children of men if it was even more fucked up um mm. anyway so full this this game has been kind of freaking with my head and it deals with drug addiction too so it's been doing all this kind of cre- crazy stuff anyway so there's this concept in the game where you can stay at a fireplace um, and to heal and rest up. But by staying at a fireplace, you risk, I don't know, somebody stealing something from you, maybe a party member leaving, you know, like all these weird things. And one of the things that pops up is this guy, this really creepy looking dude. Um, he has black scraggly hair, only a few teeth, and he's smiling. Uh, and he appears one time, and then he just stands there and then slowly backs away from you um which is supposed to make it really creepy and it is that is creepy well uh, yeah that is, like i i'm imagine, trying to imagine this even in 2d just the idea of that having somebody be there like it it has an effect on you and that's why like stalking is considered like threatening oh, because just somebody in your presence without your consent or acknowledgement makes you like feel uneasy mm-hmm. so just having this creepy bl- black haired scraggly uh, I who I I just for some reason I just think this guy isn't like built. I think he's like scrawny, skinny and bony, mm-hmm. and uh, he's got like very pale skin and like like bad hygiene on his fingers. You got it. You know what I mean, you got it exactly. And he just yeah, and he's looking at you and he's just backing away with a little bit of a sinister smile, sort of like this guy's like believing the the heroin induced hallucinations he has exactly. and is totally fine with and is totally fine with murder. That's and, the thing. And what's even scarier is that since you say you're talking about like this involves addiction and a post apocalyptic uh place is that this guy could have been a normal human being. It's just that between these factors that cause evil, he's become the most twisted thing, not even like a person thing, because he's consumed by illness and addiction. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's... it's you, you The force you, more than a person. You got it. Exactly. It's that really creepy. And it's also the fact that you fell asleep and you woke up and he's there, and then he leaves. So then you just think, oh, like, yeah. okay, well, what happened? Did he do anything? Did he just get here? Has has he been doing something? Oh. Like, all he's those... He's going to do something. So there's another one 
they're they're all random events they're really small chance and i don't know if i hallucinated this because i can't find any of it online i don't know if the game actually programmed it but one of the things i saw was that you wake up and he's there again and you turn around and usually when you turn around he runs away but you turn around and he just is stare he's still staring at you and then he takes out a gun and shoots himself in the head and then dies in front of you and then that's it there's, there's nothing else it's fucking and so i'm playing this game and this random fucking thing happens to me um and I, I'm like, holy fuck. Like, it really, like, just a weird shook me, you know? Again, this is yeah, pixelated. Yeah, shot himself in the head. Exactly. So, like, pixelated. So, you know, his the pixel body just falls over. Then, he, you know, what? The, he just disappears into existence. You know, opacity to zero. Like, it just... <laughs> he... So, visually, it's not that striking. But just thematically, it's very hit. Well, finish playing that game... Uh, and I go to sleep, and I, f- of course, that night I deal with my first night ever of sleep paralysis, um, and I have oh, I've never had it since. Um, but all it was was it was that exact scene. I was in my bed, and the TV was on, and at the foot of my bed was just this hyper realistic version of him. And um, the way the best way I can describe him is that. He had huge. He had a huge upper back and then insanely scrawny arms. He had. He didn't have. His eyes were literally just black, and he had really greasy, semi like basically like regular sh- short hair. But if it was greased and matted down, and then it went into like little chunks, so it's like kind of just looks disgusting. Um, and he had this, you know, really long arms, a gun in his fucking hand, and he had this giant smile on his head. Um, and then the exact same scene played out. He's just smiling at me. Not even a sound comes out. And then he just brings the gun up to his head and he shoots. And then when he shoots, I wake up, uh, like, you know, out of the sleep paralysis. And that like stuck with me. I don't know what my brain was thinking. Dude, that sounds so messed up. It was fucked up. It was really fucked up. And I think, you know, I guess to go off of this sort of stuff, it's kind of weird how I've played a lot of horror games and stuff. You know, I've played the Resident Evils and stuff. But it's, again and again, I have found that the games and the movies that have stuck with me just have a really good thematic and, like, deep primal fear to it. More so than jump scares and creepy monsters. There's something really yeah. primal. Like, just the fact... I think what stuck me so much about that is that, you know, there's the fear of being killed, but the fact that it, it's just he's standing there and then he kills himself while smiling and looking at you. Like, you have something to do with this murder. And, like, it's out of nowhere. And it's and it's disgusting and brutal. I, I think the... Yeah, know? I think it's also the confusion, right? Confusion mm-hmm. leads to fear because, um, like, in this case, it's very... It's a very deep, intense subject matter, right? Mm-hmm. And which is this guy's... Which is death. And, and murder. And... You know, if you're very, I don't want, I don't want to pry into this, but like, you know, if 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 you're any sort of person that has a lot of humility to the point of maybe a little bit of self self doubt, or you have a very strong moral compass or whatever, and you always want to think that you don't want to do something wrong, mm-hmm. and this is part of that, and it's also that if you're somebody that um, likes to solve problems, or if you're somebody that uh, you just want to know what's going on. You know, you you know about your surroundings, and you don't need you don't have the intrinsic confidence to just adapt to any situation or just not be bothered by very harsh things. Which is, I think, a lot of people or most people, especially when it comes to the more intense of a subject. And you're you'll want to know what's happening. And with this guy, what's kind of crazy is that it seems that it's you you've seen this a couple times or you described it to me that you were familiar with the whole situation as soon as you see this guy nothing's going to happen to you and you kind of know that yeah but what wrecked you was sort of like this harsh theme that was unexpected that left you partially confused yeah i think now this guy uh did something uh very like hardcore and as you were saying that 
you you have a pretty good moral compass in this sense and you're like did i have something to do to kill you or like i don't know what the reason is why you killed yourself but just the for me it would just be the what scares me about this guy is that just the idea of what killed him is the scary thing and not him doing it yeah you know like what what is that cause that makes you and even not also even not knowing the cause mm-hmm. the scary thing right so like even now like you, let's say we have like mental diseases that cause people to do this stuff if through like science and and research that understand how like certain levels of depression or mental disorders like come about um if it happens often enough we can categorize it and look at it as a science you know something that's predictable and something that has a reason to it that can be studied and can be you know dealt with and altered so eventually it may not happen even if there's no cure for it at least we know what it is and can pinpoint it and can deal with it with this guy it's like what the heck is gonna like obviously he's not in his right mind but like what how can the, any random person figure out why why this messed up looking person this sinister looking person just murders himself in front of you yeah it's also that that it's he may not be wanting to it also may be sort of like if you look at all those crime dramas and things like that the real villains in these episodes like if it's a, like a CSI or an FBI or an FBI show, or if it's a Law and Order, is that they're already at the level of intense destruction. Almost they're like the terrorist level evil. Not saying that they're like a terrorist, but let's say they're they've kidnapped somebody or they're wanting to commit murder and they're on the run. Mm. At the very end of the show, what kind of makes it really jarring, which is the similar situation to this, is that they know they're. Is that they're so entrenched in an idea or they won't give up this idea of defeat that they will they will continue this path of malice and destruction um or uh, as long as they can if not do something to continue it eternally so you know if you're a like a cop like a joker thing are you saying it's just like it's the the chaos that they're looking for is that what you're talking about that or just the uh devotion to the cause whatever their crazy cause is mm-hmm. is that you know the, the joker would do something like this um it's the similar idea like the, like something like this psych- psychotic killer type deal is that if you know you're in a dead end or you can't escape mm-hmm. and you can't uh do this by yourself whether it be like you're a cultist or you're uh, just some crazy murderer person, if you really want to mess somebody up, because you know the type of person that's hunting after you, or you assume that they're a person with a conscience and a lot of emotion, yeah, and they don't hate you. They're not. They haven't trained themselves to disregard you as a person, or haven't trained themselves to be very, very hard. Is that you just take that is that you just turn it on yourself and you shoot yourself or like kill yourself in front of them right because like why would you in a way what you're doing is you're uh, you're you're scarring this person for the rest of their existence you know have you that's um... your last act that's your last act of destruction is that you win even though you lose because you've uh, because you go out with this sort of assumption that you are affecting these other people in this very dark way and you know if somebody turned if somebody came up to me and shot themselves in the face right in front of me i'd be i'd be wrecked for a long time oh yeah 100 and i i think that's you know, i could get better yeah i could get better dealing with it because i can deal with a lot of bad stuff relatively speaking and no in my opinion so far i agree I, it's not it's not something that you know any any living person can just be like oh yeah okay well i think it's the fact that it's pull the two things i think it's the fact that it's pulling you into something that you really don't feel like you have any part of like if some random person were to just shoot themselves in the face and you die they die it in this scenario they're just random so you're getting pulled and like part of it part of the innocence inside of you because if you say you haven't seen it before part of that innocence inside of you they are taking it from you so it's like this really like visceral strong just yank um yeah well so i think it's also that you said that they're pulling it into you because like they give you a sort of 
hope and engagement. You know, like if somebody mm -hmm. like wants to ask you a question on the street, one part of you kind of like you want you to know, help. Once you get right? into word three, yeah, you want to help. Mm -hmm. uh, or you're excited that somebody's talking to you. Some stranger, you know, thinks that you're, you know, friendly enough or capable enough to help them with their problem, or something like that. And uh, if it's just some, you know, like if you're in this dystopian society, as is normal in this game, you'd probably see that stuff a lot more and you get desensitized to it. But um, the fact that you have this person, like you said, involving you, and with this threat of malice, what I think freaks you out, like, like we've been discussing, is that you added this sense of confusion and they've put a sort of uh, damage in, to you with this lack of knowing and w combined with this intense situation. Yeah. If you didn't really care about the person in any way, shape, or form, like they were just, a, it was just a number. There was no, like you had, it was like they were basically the equivalent of a brick. And them killing themselves wouldn't make a difference to you. But as we're all people and we relate to each other as people, um, I'm not even like animals as animals or things like that. Whenever you see something self-destructive, you kind of don't want it to happen because more or less, like we're fine with preserving life. Yeah, no, I I agree. You know, um, I'm put a little spoiler warning because there is uh this anime I want to talk about called Trigun. So spoiler warning, just a little bit. Um, is that like based off uh, like the Teen Titans? No, even your dad Trigon. No, no, it's um okay. So it's it's this show back in the nineties. I want to say nineties, like Cowboy Bebop kind of era. Um, so it's about this guy named Vash, who um I believe that's the name. It's been a little while, so uh, but uh he has this insane like everyone has like you know two thousand three thousand dollar bounty, and he has something crazy like a billion dollars or something. So he has this insanely high bounty, and nobody bounty knows on why. His head? Yeah, on bounty like on him, or he or somebody contracted him to get somebody no, no, else. No, no, he has the billion dollar bounty, so it's on him. He um, wants to kill this guy. So people, a lot of people want to kill this guy, right? And have yeah, to get a billion dollars. <laughs> exactly, and uh, everyone says that he's got the best shot in the in the West. So uh, for the first six episodes, he fires his gun maybe like three times. And of all those three times he shoots it, it's shooting an object which then saves someone. So you never, and you don't really notice it because the, the, the first little while the show is very goofy. It's fun, you know, he's wacky, you know, what's crazy with him? He's saving people. Like, it's kind of more of like this silly thing. And then he meets this villain. Um, I, I forget his name. I think it's Leo, but it, it's not a huge difference. But um, this villain is so interesting because... All he wants to do is break Vash. That's all he wants to do. Um, he doesn't like want. Make he doesn't him, want, make him go crazy. Make him, yeah, people. like make him snap. Because as you go on, as time goes on, you find out that Vash has an insanely high. He's he's extremely passive. He will not shoot anyone, let alone kill anyone. He has decided never to kill anyone. He will do everything he can to save people, and he's just trying to like survive. But he will like he has a gun and he's a really good shot, but he will never kill anyone. So and, and he's very strong on this. And so here comes a villain. It's so interesting because he could have just had like a big bad villain or something like that. But here's a villain who literally just wants to destroy that moral compass of his. So as episodes go on, um, uh, I already put the spoiler warning, but basically as the episodes go on, um, Leo eventually wins. He puts him at this point where um, there's like a, sh like he has control over a sh the Leo, the bad guy has control of a shit ton of monsters and is like taking out of town and some of his friends. And it's like, all these people are going to die. And the main character Vash has his gun on him. And Leo's like, I'm not going to stop these monsters ever. You've seen how crazy I am. I will not stop these monsters unless you kill me. Because he knows that if Vash kills him, then he, then in a weird way, Leo wins. You win, but you lose, right? And so eventually, Vash can't take anymore, and he does shoot, and he kills him. And then it becomes this huge spiral, because this man has broken his moral vows, and is just, like, utterly crushed by it. 
Um, And the show becomes super interesting because, you know, at first it's like this funny Shonen Jump haha anime. And then it just gets really like really dark and really thinking about like, okay, what does it mean? Like he saved people. So in the end, he did something good, but he still broke his moral compass and he still shot and he killed someone with his own hands. And at the end of the day, it was still, you know, he was forced, but it was still his choice, you know? So it's like, it's just really, it was, it's such an interesting moral little Yeah, even though you have to like do it, it's, uh, it's still your sort of, like you said, the choice and the accountability goes to that person. Exactly. It's, it's, been, it's, been, it's that entire thing where uh, it's the, the Joker v. Batman mm. deal, where it, depending on what sort of version of comics or what or which company or which writers make the movie that you're or or series that you're watching um it changes right the the character of batman sort of changes as to the point of the joker does change but for example in uh was that one the uh, the dark knight returns i think the frank miller one where he's really they, old they based, yeah where he's really old and they sort of based yeah. the uh, batman versus superman and justice league version of batman off this mm-hmm. off this series from frank miller in the 90s mm-hmm. is that admits not to again spoiler i'll say the spoiler but batman admits that uh in a conversation with the joker of all the people I killed. Now, we don't have the context as to like who Batman has killed and why and how. He could have killed somebody in a technically manslaughter type of way where he avoided it as much as possible, but it just happened in order to stop killing. Or it was outright, you know... Malicious, in a way. Yeah, or it was outright malicious. So, you know, in... And when Batman's been in these new sort of, sorry, in the in the new live action movies, he sort of way he would let's say kill somebody wouldn't be because he took a gun and shot a guy in the face. Mm-hmm. It would be more like uh, I remember. I think you mentioned that you had a big problem with this. It was either you or another friend of mine? Was that um, you know in the Batmobile? like lethal rockets so like what do you expect when he's blowing up his mobster's car they're shooting a gatling gun at him and he's got a rocket in his car and it shoots it at the car that's that contains either the cargo that he's trying to retrieve from the bad guys or is just uh a vehicle that the bad guys are in and they're firing back at him trying to kill him he's shooting this uh a rocket but it blows up. It's pretty like a logical chance that all those guys are dead. Yeah. Technically, yeah, he did kill them, but you know, this isn't. That's part of this modern realistic take, more realistic take on it if it were to happen. In that very classic series, right? Or and in more kid-friendly ones, is he would just you know, like grab onto them with a flipping, you know, like grappling hook, or he put an oil slick, or. Mm-hmm. pop the tires or something like that and then they would crash and then they wouldn't really say if any of the guys had any permanent damage yeah um and, you know if it was a teen based one is that he would you know break a guy's arm yeah, yeah or like scare them but not kill them yeah yeah but you know when when it comes later on that's where he did that anyways the point is, is that at the very end at, during this frank miller particular version of it he has this you know, you can definitely tell that the character Bruce Wayne has moral uh, anguish over it, which is the his entire like thing is is that the guy has probably has he's scarred because his parents died, mm-hmm. and then his uh, then he he wants to sort of either right the wrong that happened to them in his crusade against criminality, high level criminality, sick and twisted criminality. Uh, or he just wants to sort of, uh, yes, it sort of become like a moral exercise of maybe exonerating his uh, guilt. Maybe he feels guilty 
subconsciously that they're dead mm -hmm. and for some reason it's he thinks it's his fault and he's doing this to sort of right the wrong i don't know either way the guy has, has always had this struggle morally um if not just psychologically with death and, yeah. and all this is happening so he's going up to he and in in this particular it should be said that in this particular version of the joker he's not just some half-deranged lunatic you can throw down to a chemical you know it's not like a good guy is policing a chemically deranged mentally ill person you just kind of lock him up and that's your best solution this version of him is tired not just mentally ill is you can is made to be sinister to the core like this guy knows that he's doing these twisted things and he likes it mm-hmm so when he's he has this guy by the throat basically or grabs him by this suit shirt or blazer collar and is yeah and is and is you know like saying of all the people i killed just because i tried to get you you know it's one of these ideas that it's it reminds me of that dynamic what you're mm -hmm. saying is that he's at the end of his rope and He's has this self-loathing now, more than he had before, I guess, because he had to do things which he set his life out to either prevent or to or to do the opposite. He was going to be better than those he was trying to uh, age up and arrest, because he wasn't going to cross that line. And it's this freak of nature to speak that the joker is which in a way is almost like in this guy gives sort of like the same idea that this i could call him a fellow but this guy in your dream did and what this leo guy did is that it was just destruction and he and he didn't care and he's gonna scar you and make you go over that edge and because he made you do that you liked it and that's how he thinks one and that's the same thing in this particular scenario and because at the yeah at the joker's demise he's, he he was smiling when he's dead because he could he could say verbatim i'll see you in hell yeah because he knows you know what yeah. it's such an interesting uh take on batman i do have to i have to i'm, I'm sorry listeners fellow listeners but i do have to get running um so let's do a let's do a quick question. Uh, a question. Um, hmm. I guess you know we're talking about all this stuff. Uh, you're talking about Batman and stuff. I know you watched some movie. You have any uh, suggestions for anything to watch recently for people? I know this is kind of a weird. Maybe actually, maybe we could do a better question. That maybe um maybe I can't. Maybe my brain will not let me think of another question. Do you have a question, okay, Mikey? Well, I think well, let's go on the we're on the theme of sort of sleep and things that sort of weigh on our conscience and things like that. And you already, you already touched on something that you know kind of keeps you up at night. Is there like any sort of thing that you either like witnessed in and I'll I'll bring this into film as well in in film, television, or in an experience? your life not to go into family matters or yeah. really deep personal matters but that maybe you've seen or been witness to as a third party where uh kind of saw that there was so deep that or it was like a no-win situation it was like somebody's gonna lose somebody else is gonna lose and like you don't know uh, well, lose why it's happening has an element of con either it has an element of confusion that we're talking about that leads to destruction, or it, it's just the one of those things that's a real tense, like you know, thing that makes you question wait, morals so, and your actions. So, wait, are you asking? You've seen it in like a TV, it's something that sticks out that you're watching either a show or that you notice from your friends or maybe a personal experience of. There's a decision to be made, or there's a situation which requires somebody to make like a moral choice or have a moral stance that kind of puts you in question. You didn't, you kind of like didn't know what the right answer was, and maybe that answer kind of scared you. 
Well, I'll take it a little. Uh, I like the question. I'm, I'm going to take it a little. Uh, I'm going to interpret it in, in a slightly different way. With the it's probably too. It's probably too <laughs> complex and very, very specific. Yes, I, I, I don't know if I have anything in real life, but um, I have a situation where it is kind of like that lose lose as I've gotten older, which is um, the whole thing that has to do with having younger people in um, higher forms of uh, in in their career or something like that. So Power? yeah, exactly. And your boss is younger than you. Yeah, like well, I don't know if it's about like the boss being younger than you thing. It's more just like giving more chances to younger people. I guess that's that's my whole thing. Because when I was obviously when I was younger and you know you're looking for jobs or all that stuff or looking to be taken seriously, that's one of the main things you want as ch like when you're younger. You want to prove yourself. You want to show people like you know because if you, when you're in school and stuff, especially if a school you don't like or stuff like that you want to show adults in your life and you know things that you can take that step forward but as i've gotten older i also realize like as of like from myself and also other people i've known i've seen them mature and i see that like there definitely are some people i know who probably wouldn't it wouldn't be the best idea for them to have had a higher piece of power for when they were younger so it's like it, and to me it's weird it's like this lose-lose situation because i feel like it's it's a risk it's a it's a big risk to have someone younger do a, a bigger role but i in a weird way and, and I, like obviously i'm still young um i'm still you know, 26 years old gosh darn it but uh in a weird way i would think that sometimes you have to take the risk of letting someone younger push the way and create something really cool you know um, and you see that a lot with a lot of the young stuff that's going on with uh, media platforms like YouTube and TikTok where, you know, these young people are just really talented because they're given a really good spot to do stuff. Um, so it's just, I guess like that, I don't know why that popped into my head. Um, but I guess that's kind of like a lose-lose situation in my head because it's one of those things where, you know, it's not going to happen because I can see both sides. I can see where, you know, kids are frustrated and, and you know, people, young people are frustrated and want to do something. And it's like, well, I know there are smart, talented people out there who, if I, if they would be given proper access and proper advantage, could do amazing things. Um, but I also know that there are a lot of kids who don't have that. And a lot of times you can't tell which is which unless you, like, really know them. And And even then. So it's like... I don't know, it's kind of a lose-lose situation, but I feel like sometimes it's worth it to take the risk on someone younger to, to get some really cool things going on there. So, like, the sort of scarier unknown part is that you is that if you put this person in this higher position it could really help everybody in the, in the company, like, economically and maybe personally. Mm -hmm. Or it could just really ruin this younger person because you still need to be on that track to <laughs> mature or have that that level of experience to handle the issues that would come with that position of authority. You got it. Yeah, it's it's one of those okay. things where it's like you know, it, it, to me, it's kind of like a lose. Definitely lose. take the gas. Yeah, it's it's the same. It's sort Gamble. of the same vein of the question, but it's just taking the gas off of it a lot and not a very very like intense. Yeah, situation it's just more common i had that sleep paralysis the other i don't i don't really deal with too many my lose-lose situation is like well i drop the toast on the floor but if i eat it i could have floor on my toast so it's like, like that's the craziest lose-lose situation like at least in the last year and a half so yeah. it's, it's not that you can, just clean the floor it's not even that big of a deal yeah but just then i get lice all on my toast and then but then i don't want to waste that bread it's lose-lose like he's losing. Lose. Oh, I, I mean, I didn't mean like you just cleaned it. I mean, like you cleaned it the day before, and then you walk around with cussed on your disgusting grossness on your feet. I just put jam on the ground in the kitchen so that anytime it falls, I'm prepared. You gotta, you gotta have that jam because you need that toast, right? Exactly. Actually, I haven't had toast in such a long time, man. Love toast. Fucking love toast. Anyway, what's your lose lose situation? Dude, I, even, I, I even know, man. Like, it's mostly like with those. Yeah, I know it's kind of hard to say now that you, like your answer is a really good answer, so I can't really sort of 
think about it. I mean, maybe like personally, um, if you if you're ever like at a crossroads between um, doing something that you know is right, but is gonna give you a lot of a a big ass headache later on because you have to be sort of like there's repercussions for you doing the right thing. Mm -hmm. That um. Like, I mean, I'm like, like, I'll tell you something personal. Like, one time, I remember back in the day, like, I had to, I don't say rat, but I had to, like, inform the authorities about what another person, uh, you know, did, which sort of compromised the entire um, group, shall we say. Mm-hmm. I'll keep it kind of vague. Yeah. And uh, I wasn't subtle with it, because I'm not, I tried to be more, but I'm, I... Like, I have a very, like, a hardcore conscience and I'm a sensitive person, especially then at the time. Like, now, like, I'll just, you know, if I don't like you, and I don't like you and I'm comfortable enough, and I just don't care enough, I'll just tell you to your face, like, whatever. Yeah. That, you, that you, like, messed up, or I'll respectfully tell you that. Yeah. Fix it. But, um, or at least I'd like to think so. Other than that, you know, I'm more of the flight rather than fight. I'd like to change that more. Mm-hmm. But anyway, that's the sort of situation. And definitely had that at the time so it obviously got full circle and even if somebody were to just simply to question why i tried to uh you know, let somebody know that somebody did something wrong um which you know you should do it wasn't like a you know like you're like we don't live this wasn't like i was in a street gang and then if you rat you're going you're like getting you know, shot by or stabbed in the head by joe pesci i wasn't a gangster or anything like that it was somebody did something wrong it affected a lot of other people and they didn't want to own up to it and i just felt it was unfair for everybody to take the fall for one person's actions right so you shot Especially, in the you head. Know, no, I did not do that. I just told, I, you know, I just, I told on this person. So, you know, I was that guy. And you know so what naturally, I hate you. Yeah, I know, right? Um, <laughs> and so, even though nobody was actually going to hurt me, like, physically or anything like that, it was just, like, the idea of having a lot of people, um, you know, have this contempt towards me. Um, and, yeah. and, you know, I was just sensitive enough that if you asked me, like, a question, I'd just try to, like, avoid it and run. Yeah. And yeah, I could tell that, you know, after that, the relationship wasn't the same. And I'm fine with that because thinking about it, if that person is the same person now, if I walked into that person now, which I do think about quite often because it was quite, it was, it was harrowing for me at that time. Yeah. Um, you know, if they're the same person, I'd be fine to just tell it to their face. Like, I don't care at that point. Like... Unless this person is malicious enough to go after me professionally, I'd be fine and just say respectfully, you know, I'd do it again, and that was wrong, and if you're not sorry for it, I don't care. You shouldn't apologize to me. I shouldn't feel like I have to apologize to you, even though I do, or did at the time. And, uh, like, that's just how it's going to be, you know? Because, I, because, you know, I asked several other people, including including our friend of Rouge and probably yourself as well, explain the situation like a couple weeks after that mm-hmm. or a month after that, whatever it was. And every, literally everybody was in my favor. And the yeah. only thing that they suggest was like, Hey man, just be a little more subtle about it. Which now, you know, I, I, I would be, or I just get up and say it and say me, you outside, let's go. If you got a problem with me, <laughs> you know, but you know, what? Honestly, yeah, but honestly, you're going to deal with just assholes and, and knowing the situation, like, you were I, I still am on your side yeah i mean like yeah i i get what you mean like it is kind of lose-lose situation because it was totally yeah it was totally lose-lose because people look at me differently yeah like if you think about it like i'm the smallest guy there at long shot or at least by enough of a point where um you know physically i'm not intimidating so it's not like somebody would it's not like i could you know just that confidence to um not care and then go up about it um i was i'm i'm way more of a reserved um reflective person so mm. i think about it way too much probably more for my own good and i, I have the sensitive output for it. you ask them like, a lot like you think about yourself like i'm self-admitting that i'm of the personality type that is classified as sensitive so that, that would affect me more and it did right so it was lose it was like lose where everybody is getting penalized harshly by authority 
or um, it is you, know, you chuck a guy into the bus because but that person did not um, the responsibility. Yeah, I was trying to write it right or wrong there, and even though it's te- even though you don't want to say don't make somebody else's decision for them, they should be able to, um, you know, uh, take responsibility on their own right. At that point in time, like it was just like I felt bad for like doing this to somebody I thought was our colleague, mm. and then I felt, but you know, it would feel bad if you didn't say anything because I had the power to say something. So it was like I was what you might objectively analyze as the good situation which i would hopefully hopefully was well they were the um, one who pushed you own. that's the thing they kind of pushed you into a lose-lose situation you know it's, yeah, but it, it wasn't like anybody nobody else was gonna say it exactly. say anything and you know the consequence maybe of authority versus maybe the camaraderie of group what um the fear of authority over the camaraderie of the group kind of made me push to that side or fear of uh, being a uh, having bad like bad morals or something, whatever that fear was, it was like I'm a I'm generally like I have a lot of fear, or at least I had a lot of fear then. It was like it was two different kinds of fear that I was facing that that you would face is the fear of contempt and and dislike and a fractured relationship and um, having everyone against you versus the fear of authority and doing the wrong thing and you know. And I, you know, I, I just told told uh, the listeners and you and you what happened, um, and hopefully, and like it's so it's it, I still reflect on this, right? You know, mm-hmm. it's one of those things where it was a lose lose. Um, you didn't know what was going to happen, and uh, uh, kind of that was that's the thing that reminded me of that sort of question, right? Is that it was a it was moral it was a moral thing, and at least in my opinion, or an ethical thing. Yeah. Um, yeah, I agree. It was it, what, there was a right answer, but it didn't feel like it. It's like I mean, the bet it's not, yeah, it's one of those things where it's like it's the best at the time, you know, there's nothing else that you know, just with the time and context. But yeah, if I, I right mean. now, I do it again, like right now, I'd say, like, I'd do it again. Everyone told me, like, everyone told me I did the right thing, yeah. Um, for a guy who doesn't have a lot of confidence, I needed that, and still now, like, I'd still do it. And then, you know, like I said, hopefully, eventually, if that situation had to come up again and I had to face the confrontation, um, I'd face it. And go into it like a friggin' bull in a china shop, yeah, and say, say yeah, and say, you know, like you want. It was like you want to do this. You can do this to everybody, and call and call the person out, and uh, use uh, and and have a more confidence to be like in somebody's face about it, rather than trying to hide behind that. And so you want to get into an argument with me? That's fine. I don't have to like you. Yeah. That was another thing. Like now, now that I'm older, it's like I don't have to like you. I'm more confident in saying you're acting terribly, and I'm not gonna let this happen. Um, that's what I, what I hopefully would be like now, so that you know that you sort of learn from the experience. But yeah, um, no, I I totally get you. Um, well, great episode, Mikey. I get what you're saying. Oh. Here's the thing: that all of young people, as you get older, you realize not every, people's opinions matter, but not every person's opinion matters. There's some people who just yeah, got terrible opinions. Absolutely terrible opinions. Don't be afraid to not like somebody, but you, you can be sad that you don't like them anymore, but don't be afraid to not like somebody. Yeah. It's just sometimes it just doesn't work out. All right. I love you guys all. I love you, Mikey. Love you too, brother.